Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Well.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. Today, I'm sitting down with one of our newest hosts, Hunter T. Wilson, talking a little bit about his background and what to expect from him. So would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners just in case they don't know who you are? So um, my name's Hunter Wilson. I go by Texas Pipeliner 35 on Instagram or Professor Wilson on TikTok. And you're down in deep Texas, you said. Deep South yep. Texas. Deep South Texas. I live about an hour and a half south of Corpus Christi, about 45 minutes north of the border. And you came up in the oil industry, correct? Yes. If someone was trying to get into the oil industry, what would your biggest tips be to focus on to break into the industry? So my biggest piece of advice is don't rush into being a rig welder, even though that's where the money's at, according to some people. I would say find yourself a shop, a fab shop, or someplace that hires single-hand welders. Uh, like here in the town that I teach, there's two shops in particular that hire single-hand welders. They'll uh, watch you in the shop for a couple of days and they'll throw you in a truck if they like your work and send you out to go chase drilling rigs. And you'll almost never be home. Do they do work out of those shops or is it just like we kind of prefab and then take it to the field? Uh, yeah, they they pull some jobs in there where they'll bring equipment in and repair it or completely rebuild new things. Or like you said, they'll prefab and then haul it out there and finish building it on location, depending on what it is. Well, and then another question I have. So you've been working in the oil industry. What inspired you to start teaching? What inspired me to start teaching is my dad, for one, because my dad was a rig welder before he became a teacher after my twin and I were born. And one day I was coming back from a job and I was passing the school he teaches at. And I decided to stop and talk and I got to meet this other welding instructor that just did not know a thing about welding. And he was telling these kids like, oh, yeah, I've done this. I've done that. You know, I've pipelined for so many years before I started teaching and nothing he was saying made sense. Everything was incorrect. I had seen some of the projects that he was building personally in the shop. Nothing was square. Nothing was right. The welds were terrible. But he was telling these kids, like, if you want to learn from someone, I'm the best person you could ever learn from. And that bugged me. The other thing that inspired me to start teaching was the amount of kids I've seen come out into the field and they're complaining because, oh, well, they only gave me a helper spot, but I'm a certified welder. And I ask them, well, what are you certified in? Well, I'm a certified welder. That's it. And then we let these kids weld and they didn't learn anything from that welding school either. And it annoys me to see these kids going and paying so much money to not get anything in return for that. So I decided to come start teaching when a, my actual welding instructor called me and said, hey, we got a spot here if you want it. 
And I was like, you know what? There's my calling. There's my sign from God. Let's get in there and do this. So I'm still welding in the field, but I spend a lot of time here at the school as well. And I have some kids that'll keep me here till nine, ten o'clock at night sometimes, or have me come in early because, well, we want to practice. And that's what I'm here for, or for those kids. If somebody wants to learn, like that's that's my biggest thing is I was a very eager learner and I didn't have the most eager teachers. So it's awesome to hear that you are one of those eager teachers that wants to help people succeed. Mm -hmm. And speaking of succeeding, uh, I see you've partnered up with a bunch of different brands like Western Welder, O2 Armor, Sawyer Manufacturing, Rod shield like all these different places i know Mm -hmm. when someone's getting into the industry you know that's a dream to start being an ambassador for people how did that process go with you did you reach out to them or was it just kind of an organic back and forth until they asked you to start being an ambassador it just happened (laughs) um western welder was the first person that i was an ambassador for and jordan beeman the owner he just messaged me on instagram out of nowhere one day and was like hey man do you want to be an ambassador for us and i thought to myself like this can't be real this has got to be a joke and or somebody hacked his account or something but i messaged him back and i was like well what exactly would you need from me he's like just post stuff Just, just do what you're doing wearing our cool stuff yeah and that's how that started and then other companies started reaching out and saying hey well can you help us with this? You know, we do a review on that for us. And it just snowballed from there. And that's, that's a pretty weird experience, right? Like, yes, it is. <laughs> because it's just like, hey, man, I'm just here doing my job. But, you know, if you're going to mm-hmm. send me stuff that makes it easier, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of funny when I think back on it because it was just a couple years ago. I was just another guy, you know, out in the field or just another welding instructor. And now people want to talk to me. People want me on podcasts. And I I still don't believe this is actually happening. It's weird (laughs) to me. Well, it shows like, you know, if you're if you're very inspired in the work you do, people are going to take notice. And as a teacher, you know, that's a really big thing is trying to instill that in your students is like, you know, you may be able to be a wonderful welder. But if you don't have the passion for it, people won't really care that much, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just funny. I mean, I've been I've been in the entertainment industry my whole life until COVID hit, and that sent me down the welding rabbit hole. And you know, I it taught me just the value of practice and dedication, and just cranking the hours out, practicing, 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 getting better. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like welding gives people something that no other profession out there can give you as just the sense of pride, but also mm-hmm. one of the most ta- like challenging things you're going to do because you have to give all your focus to one thing. Absolutely. Another question I had is, so now that you're partnering up with Weld.com, what kind of videos are you inspired to make to help teach this next generation? I'm really inspired to make videos about how things work out in the field, fabrication, uh, just common sense problem solving, or showing people how to do things that aren't really talked about very much, like how to set a wellhead or how to set a bell nipple or how to, you know, fix this 
piece of pipe in the ground when you got two other pieces of pipe right next to it and it's a tight fit just things like that along with educational videos of me here at the school with things that i get commonly asked from some of my followers well and another thing i've really noticed in your like just going through your social media like your instagram specifically as and right behind you there's hanging up a pancake hood for Mm -hmm. for people that don't really understand the big difference and payoff of having a pancake hood what is the benefit of having a pancake hood so i got two different hoods right here so with a regular sugar scoop hood like this one your head is very open in here whereas with a pancake hood you get your eyes completely sealed off so when i'm outside and i'm using a pancake like i said everything's sealed off Whereas with this, all that light's getting in. So if someone's welding behind me, even at a distance, and that glare hits the back of my lens, it's not painful. (laughs) Yeah, it's annoying is what it is for me. So I don't have that problem with a pancake when I'm outside. But for me, it's also the same concept in the shop. So I don't like the glare. I also don't like seeing my reflection in my lens and having to stare at my beautiful face and get distracted. (laughs) So that the pancake could eliminate that issue for me. And then I also saw you made some pretty sweet little pancake hood pendants. Oh no, I didn't, I didn't make these. Oh, you didn't make those? Uh, No, the necklace that I'm wearing uh, was made by a woman named Rhonda Spaulding McCain. And you can find her on Facebook, and she does excellent work. You can customize them pretty much however you want. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that is super cool. I didn't, I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if you were the one that made it, but I was like, I've never seen something like that before. No, I'm not that talented. <laughs> what do you do at, at saying, I mean, you you must be a super busy guy teaching and welding. What do you do with your free time? On the rare occasion I have it. Most of it's taken up by 4-H with my daughter right now. And then the rest of it is either hunting, fishing, or going and shooting skeet and trap with one of my cousins. That's awesome. It's really, Mm -hmm. really hard for people to find the work-life balance. So it's good that you have stuff that you love to do outside of work when you get the time to do it. You know. Mm -hmm. So here's another really big question. So you're out in these fields working. How do you deal with the heat while you're out there? I deal with it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up down here and a 110 degree day is a normal thing. You know, it's not uncommon for us to wear shorts and t-shirts on Christmas day. Yeah. And, you know, Christmas day be 80, 90 degrees outside and we're chilling. That's good to us. So. I guess I'm just used to the heat. When I was a kid, me and my brothers were always outside, either working or playing or something. But we were, you know, barefoot and shirtless 90% of the time. Just, just born into it. You're acclimated mm-hmm. as a kid. Cause that's, yes. a, I know that's, that's a really big, big hoop to jump for through if you're not used to that heat down there. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if you had like a specific trick that you used to, 
to stay cool in the field? Well, to stay cool, I just pop up some Pipeliners cloud umbrellas and call it good. But a trick that I know works, I never really had to use this trick, but if you drive around, and this is going to sound crazy, but drive around year-round with your heater on. Okay, so yeah, no, then that'll definitely acclimate you. It's it's mm. all about just acclimate the body. So that's that's a great yeah. tip. And the guy who told me about that trick told me, yes, it sounds crazy, and it's going to be miserable when you're driving somewhere. But as soon as you get outside, sure, it's 110 degrees outside, but it doesn't feel half as miserable as being in that car. <laughs> yeah, it's at least you got a little breeze. Mm-hmm. So I also saw you you had a welding competition last year, and I hear there's another one coming up in Houston this year. Do you want to tell us yes. a little bit more about that? So that's the adult welding competition put on by CEM Marketing and Event. And this year they're going to have the same two competitions from last year, which was the plant competition and the pipeline competition. But they're also adding a slick rig competition and a fabrication competition and first place is five thousand dollars cold hard cash so what is a slick rig competition if people don't know a slick rig competition is where everyone with the best looking welding trucks show up and it's just like any other car truck show it's just all welding trucks though that that must be a sight to see that it is (laughs) some of these guys get really creative with some of their stuff and I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I would love to see that. I love I'm just like really fascinated with just the designs that people come up for their flat beds, you know, just with all the different storage compartments and fab like extendable fab tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really cool what people can do and you know, as a welder, it's really really fun customizing your vehicles too, so. Yeah, it is. So how did you get connected with Weld.com as well? It was pretty much the same thing as Western Welder. They just reached out. Austin, Dr. Weld, I met him at the adult welding competition last year. And we had been following each other for a while prior to that. And when he became the host and they said, hey, we need more people, but good people. Austin was like, hey, I know a guy. Let's call up Hunter T. Wilson, not that other the Hunter one Wilson. <laughs> nope, not the other Hunter Wilson, Hunter T. Wilson. Oh, that's awesome. What would be one of your biggest tips to somebody that is just getting into welding? Like, what should they focus on the most if they want to progress the fastest? Don't overthink it. So anytime you put your hood down, nine out of ten people overthink it. And they're so worried about making a mistake that they end up making more mistakes than they would have if they would have just been calm about it. With everything I do, I try to keep that mindset and I try to pass that on to my students. But again, that's easier said than done for some people. And just go with it. I mean, if you already know what you're looking to get out of whatever process it is you're running at the time, As far as appearance or penetration-wise, just let it flow. Watch it. If it's going in too much, speed up if it's going in too much. Or turn your heat down, 
it's not going in enough, slow down or turn your heat up. One of the two. But just don't overthink it, and it'll be a lot easier to figure it out. Yeah, stress management is a very, very key thing to have in the welding field, especially when it, it comes to really testing, is. you know. It's like those mm-hmm. tests can get your nerves, and you might be the best welder out there, but if you let those nerves get to you, it's it's not going to look good and probably yeah, not going to pass. <laughs> yeah, I had a student ask me the other day, he's like, sir, have you ever failed a welding test? Like, I failed plenty of them. I failed plenty of pre-employment and x-ray welds. You know, it happens. And he was like, are you ever nervous when you go to a welding test? I was like, man, I can get called today to go test tomorrow. I'm going to be nervous as hell when I pull up to that test lab. Everybody is. Any welder who says he's not nervous is either lying or hasn't taken very many welding tests. Same thing for those who say they've never failed a test. I know that is a huge thing that kind of gets in students' minds, especially, you know, in the academic uh, world, you know, you only have X amount of weeks to pass all these tests. So you kind of get it instilled in you that it's like, all right, I got to pass this. I I only get one chance, you know, but Mm -hmm. taking that time in school to learn how to manage those, those nerves is a, is a really big thing. So, Mm -hmm. Well, is there anything else you would want to tell our listeners before they start seeing you up on the big screen? Not that I can think of right now. And if I think about it later, I'll just put it on the big screen for y'all. There we go, man. Well, I appreciate you sitting down and I can't wait to see everything you put out with Weld.com and look forward to getting to know you better throughout the years. Same here, man. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Weld.com podcast. I'm Bo Wigington. Make sure you head on over and pick up the Weld app today so you can get connected to welders all across the world, as well as access to some great educational content. Until next week, we'll see you out there.